10,000 reasons, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's Rogers versus Guardiola again, and Mourinho's after a mole. It's Friday, 2nd of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. What a good, good Friday we've got for you, Isn't ladies it? and gentlemen. It's yeah. exciting. It's Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're at the age where you can just buy your own egg. Yeah. We know, used to dream of this. No, you egg have singular. to buy. Egg singular as well. <laughs> you have to <laughs> buy your own egg. Yeah. You think you have to? Well, you don't. I don't get given one anymore. Well, well this is true. I, and, and you're lamenting that. Yeah. Right. People throw them at me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's the season or not. Mm. No, but, Those uh, egg yeah. snipers. How many, uh, how many eggs, Luke Moore? Would you like me to eat the egg? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I hopefully get one from my my uh, wife. I don't yeah. know though. I ordered a load from the internet. And they haven't turned up yet, so I don't know what's going to happen. I did. I did get offered an egg. Actually, one of the one of the last times by a, a piece of egg by Alan Brazil once. You did really? That happened. Yeah, I remember. Have, a, have, a, have a wee bit of egg. Have a wee bit more egg. Yeah. <laughs> and this was this was an Easter egg or just a boiled egg? No, it was very much an Easter egg. Yeah. Right. It's Alan Brazil. Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was thinking. Alan Brazil does this amazing thing on the radio where he. Every so often, if someone says something that surprises him, he goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> right. And it's the it's the sports radio equivalent of the James Hetfield, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and someone's done a supercut of every James Hetfield, yeah, that he's ever recorded on the, for Metallica, uh-huh. and it's about two hours long. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. on SoundCloud, and I wish someone would do that for the Alan Brazil. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. But uh, you could have loads of sort of signature sort of noises. Yeah, yeah like a Liam Gallagher shine. Yes, a bit like or a, or a prince. Yeah, or a yeah. Pete Donaldson's goodness me. Yeah, my giddy aunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Because Pete says whenever he gets nervous at a big event, he's live. He always says goodness me. Does he? And then he showed me a clip of him. I think. Or was it a clip of him where he just told me that he did something at Hyde Park for the Olympics, and he said about good, oh, yeah. goodness me about fifty times. You do find like yourself that. in that. I remember the first time you and I went on Sky News to talk about it, it was the Cristiano Ronaldo transfer all those years ago, and I just kept saying, "Well, I'm not surprised at all." <laughs> Did you? I was the least surprised man in that whole studio. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's going to Real Madrid. What do you think, Marcus? Well, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> really? It's a lot of money. Yeah, that kind of price, not surprised at all. Like, honestly, I just kept saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you keep uh, saying it? Maybe we'll it? post that actually on the socials. I think yeah. it's still on YouTube somewhere. Um, speaking of which, you could do a supercut of the old Brendy's old key. Oh, you oh, could. That'd be fantastic. You could do that'd, that. That'd be a motivational yeah. Um, yeah. video. I, th- I think. And I know we're going to talk about Leicester City, Man City. I'm, I'm not to do your job for you and, and, and introduce the, show, the, the You the needed game. to because I was away on a yeah, you were away, you were away. Especially um, with Brendy coming in. Yeah. <laughs> He's about to go on a coma for the Easter egg he's eating as well. I was going to say that, and we are absolutely in the vanguard of the deserving of the blame for this. Ooh. But I think Brendan Rodgers is really good. And we've undermined him quite a lot over the years. I, no, I don't think we have. I've been very much... We've taken the piss out of him a lot. Jim, I'm looking at Jim here. You, you have, Jim. It's you, Jim. Well, I'm not surprised at all that we've come back to, uh, <laughs> oh, there to it bias. Is. Yeah, I think so. But the, the whole Brenton thing, definitely. But mm-hmm. um, it's an interesting one because it's you know even even at Liverpool they, they finished second with Brendan Rodgers at, yeah. at the helm. It's not like he. It's not like he's a. It's not like he's Tim Sherwood, is it? But because he had the sort of uh, his envelopes and things like that, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of the Brent about him. That that kind of there was always that that angle to kind of laugh at him from. But you know, I don't think anyone ever doubted that he was a top coach. But I'm genuinely not... I know 
we have a bit sort of a, of a giggle and so on about you know the Orki and so on. But I, I'm actually sort of almost celebrating him, and I think that comes across usually because from you, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I believe I'm saying. Yeah. Because he, he is a brilliant manager, and and I was really pleased to see him back in the Premier League. Mm. And and you, you think about as you say what he did with Liverpool, but the way it sort of ended, unfortunately, you know, lose his job, and yeah. that's usually going to happen, and, and unless you sort of win the league and and, and whatnot. Um, you know, did a decent job at Swansea, of course, which is what it put him on a lot of our, our our radars. Goes up to Celtic, absolutely cleans up. But the problem is, south of the border, people see that and go, "Yeah, but it's Celtic." Yeah. And I understand Rangers weren't in the league, but but the way he did it, yeah, and and the amount of trophies, again, you know, and the, the the last time someone won another, uh, you know, a trophy was what 2016 in Scotland or something until Rangers won the league or, or whatever it was, um, you know, an, an incredible period of dominance that hadn't been seen like that before. Um, and now he's come back to Leicester and he's, he's doing great things. Um, oh, by the way, could Eddie Howe be on his way to Celtic? Apparently so. The BBC are leading with that this morning, aren't they? Advanced mm. talks, apparently. Yeah. But people don't realise <laughs> sometimes what a, you know, what a huge job that is. You feel yeah. like you know the biggest club in the world when you're up, when you're up totally there. I totally understand But Rogers did that. He did very, very well, refreshed himself, and then comes back into to Leicester City. They were disappointed that they finished fifth last season. Yeah. yeah. And, and rightly so, by the way. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah. It was a bit of a disappointment. Well, it's a little bit of a blot on his co- copybook in a way, isn't it? Because you think he should have led them into a Champions League position from mm. the place they were in. Obviously, it was you know ridiculous circumstances for mm-hmm. everyone involved. But you just wonder, are they? is that going to be what motivates them to keep it going oh, this season? But they've and picked it up this season, haven't they? They certainly have. I mean, they've beaten City 5-2 already this mm-hmm. season. How long ago does that feel? It does that feel doesn't a long feel time ago. Even like this season, Vardy hat trick, wasn't it? Incredible yeah. game. Last season, Leicester. I mean, everyone had the same circumstances to deal with by and large. And they lost four of their last seven games. Mm-hmm. But and, and before that, obviously, they weren't on that kind of form, mm-hmm. particularly around Christmas time. Um, so it, they should have been disappointed. Now they have to make sure they learn from that and don't. I mean, they're probably not going to fall into the same trap again, are they? But they definitely shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, they got done by Manchester United on the last day, didn't they? Yeah, got done by Jaylings. Sometimes you've got to hold your hands up, haven't you? Um, <laughs> Do a weird little sign. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the how rated is Brendan Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers, to me, if he carries on like this at Leicester, he could find himself back among a huge yeah. a title-chasing side like Liverpool. Probably not Liverpool, yeah. uh, you would say. Because of what's um, come before. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if it, so say, you know, Spurs have sniffed around him before. If yeah. Mourinho leaves Spurs, if you were Daniel, you'd be mad not to think about. Um, I, th- I think if if you know, uh, I did say a title chasing side. By the way, yeah, I exactly. well, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll brush that to one side. Just for see now. Jim's eyes, the it's, look in his eye. There, it's a big if, but if Mourinho was to leave Spurs, I think Rogers would be right up there in the yeah. top two. Same with Manchester United and uh, and Solskjaer. Yeah. You could even say, I'd, I'd even stretch it to say that if Guardiola was to leave Manchester City. He wouldn't be outrageous if he got that job in, in you know, in, in in the future. I mean, I'm I'm now maybe going to over egg mad. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd drunk be on in, power in, in that. He is, yeah. yeah. But, but ironically, well, okay, let, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back and I'm gonna leave. We a started bit of room. this conversation by me saying that Brendan <laughs> Rodgers has been a bit underrated. And now you're saying he's he's Man City. Now man. you are very much overrating him. Yeah. Okay. Let's leave this to leave these words to Luis Felipe Felipe Scolari, who re- got a good mention the other day on the. On the ramble. The Gene Hackman of football. Bloody hell, mm. I've left my phone Got a text. On. That is absolutely piss poor. Busy time of year for you, still, isn't it? It's yeah. Phil Scolari saying, have you mentioned me? Yeah? <laughs> um, or was it Gene Hackman? Yeah, I the get G- the two confused. <laughs> the Gene Hackman of football. Yeah. <laughs> he expressed his pride in Brendan Rodgers this week. Today, I am very happy with Brendan. I see... <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> weird. Yeah. Are you? Um, yeah. Was he at Chelsea the same time as Rodgers? Probably would have been, know. yeah. Probably I, see, coach, yeah. I see uh, Leicester's games... 
uh, and, uh, and, and say, look, it's Brendan, look, it's Brendan. I believe that Brendan is going the right way to becoming one of the greatest coaches in the world. Was I he... mean, big Phil and me, but, yeah. I mean, right but... at the front of the Brendan Rogers parade. Yeah. Was he wandering around a forest when he said that? Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's just an un- unusual thing to, set of things to say. I'm not sure how much Brendan would have learned from Scolari at Chelsea because mm. Scolari was there for about the length of an episode of EastEnders. Yeah. <laughs> but Scolari presumably walked around with his World Cup winner's medal on oh, yeah. big time. dangling away. And uh, probably a gun in his sight in his, in his belt. Is he partial? Well, Gene Hackman, isn't it? Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> Bit of French Connection vibes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mean Gene. But a big game this weekend. Big anyway. game. Um, yeah. James Madison is expected to be back uh, for Leicester for the first time since mid-February. He's had, a, he's had a very good season and he personally will feel um, a little bit disappointed that he's not had more minutes in an England jersey, but let's not yeah. make this about England well, too much. Well, you yeah. say that, but I mean, we spent all of this week really talking about how difficult it is to get that, that squad in, and we mm. didn't really mention James Madison or Harvey Barnes in those conversations. Yeah, so yeah. Madison's closer than Barnes. You'd, definitely. You'd, but Harvey Barnes say. sounds like the name of someone in a Marvel movie who would start off good but turn out to be bad. Yeah. Well, I, I think he could... Uh, Harvey Barnes and Gene Hackman... <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. there's there's two detectives who'll find the bloody. So Har- Harvey Barnes could be a sleeper agent for another nation at a tournament. Yeah, oh, it could be. Could well bear be. Because he'll last person become a big monster at some point. Yeah, he's, he's suggesting we need to find him some sort of Scottish ancestry, and then he, he's a double agent for England. In you the game. might say that. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. Yeah. Matt Elliott did did say that once at yeah. an event I was at. What did he say? He said that because when he played for Scotland a few times. I think even they they yeah. found a grandparent who yeah. lived in Scotland or something, and he, and he it was his grandparent. I love that. Not found just... a grandparent, like, <laughs> like, like this super, obscure relative. Super grand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll vouch for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy, <laughs> Matthew. Is it? Um, <laughs> is, that, is that your real accent? <laughs> Neeps. <laughs> you misses Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said uh, that he played for Scotland only a few times, and he didn't do very well. I think that maybe they lost every game. Well, his record for Scotland was a bit. This poor, he went, yeah, oh, yeah, and I was a double agent, wasn't oh, I? God. I was like, oh, you must be very proud yeah. of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's I, 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 I reserve that kind of disappointment in someone, usually relating to Terry Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> so again, with his own checkered past. Well, indeed, indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but back to back to business, gentlemen. If Madison did come back for Leicester, that that would be a big boost going forward. You know, they they look good. Vardy's obviously back in the side now. Ian Acho looks like he can score from anywhere mm. uh, at at the moment. So if 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 Madison Madison was in there as well, it'd be give him a good attacking threat against Manchester City, and that's where I think this game is interesting because normally against Manchester City, you're more worried about your defence. Yeah. Yes, when they when they come at you, and obviously their style and so on. But on the break, Leicester with pace, Luke with Vardy up front and so on. Their, their style actually maybe suits or not suits. It could be the um, the, an, the 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 antidote to yeah. uh, Guardiola's. Mm. I know where you're going with it. Mm. Um, I I like that, and this was the case in the game they beat them in, um, which lest we forget was at the Etihad. By yeah. the way, uh, is that they, he will, Rogers will pick enough of a an attacking group of players mm-hmm. and give them to, uh, instructions, which means they can be a threat to Man City. Mm. And that sounds like a fairly obvious thing to say because Leicester are a good team. But it actually isn't because the majority of games Manchester City play in the Premier League, it won't be like that for them. Mm. It'll be, it'll be how do we break this team down? How do we move the ball quickly? How do we drag teams from side to side to try and get breakthroughs and all that type of stuff, which they obviously and ultimately always do generally. Mm. Um, but with Leicester, they've got something else to think about because they will have Madison operating in those areas. Mm-hmm. They will have um, the pace of Vardy and Iheanacho, um 
on the break and they've got a good balance to their team. They've got experienced midfield players who can protect their back three that they'll probably play. Mm -hmm. So there's lots for Man City to think about, which is why this is a tea time treat on a Saturday because there's a bit of jeopardy in it. You you ain't ain't sitting there wondering how many goals Man City are going to score. You're going to say this is probably going to be a decent game. It comes at a good time for City in a way though because we've had the international break. So it's going to sound like a joke, but I sort of mean it as well. Pep Guardiola will have been able to just sort of sit in his tactics bunker going back over the other oh, yeah. game. Oh, like, they'd have formulated 14 plans times. To, yeah, yeah, exactly, to, uh, to stop the same happening again. Yeah. Um, speaking of double agents, there's reports this week that Manchester United are setting their sights on Stephen Adjewola, one of Manchester City's top youth scouts. Hmm. Um, maybe trying to this is him. what we want. Yeah, this is. Absolute dirty war between those two. <laughs> Yeah. What would constitute a dirty war, Jim? Like sending them a turd in the post? Yeah. Uh, well, no, you know, getting their scouts. And throwing, like, throwing things at their windows, food at their windows. Yeah, leaving, just like hiding fish around the stadium. Yeah, you know. <laughs> sewing like salmon into the curtain. All that sort of stuff. I told you, didn't yeah. I? I think I mentioned like, it on the show. I don't know, like getting their tar- cars towed in the training ground, all, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> all just sorts dirty of tricks. Stuff. I think I mentioned on the pod before that Manchester United did pinch the uh, Manchester City Stadium announcer years ago. I think his name's Alan. This is it. This is he's, more and, of this. And he's a brilliant bloke. He's, he's, like, he's very, very funny. And because and people might think, oh, well, you, you, I bet you wish you hadn't, uh, you know, gone over the across the divide in the city, you know, because of recent events. But I think he got a lot of the glory. Is it Manchester Yeah, United? yeah. Well, and the, the big, the big famous poach, if you want to call it a poach, yeah. that's not too legally difficult. Carlito. Um, is Ryan Giggs. No, oh, Giggs. I thought you were talking about Tevez. Giggs spent his youth career at Man City, didn't he? Oh, and did he? Old Fergie and his, and his, and his team... Spotted the fella. We'll take it from here, lads. Yeah, he's called yeah. Ryan, Ryan Wilson then, wasn't he? Ah. Get wow. He even changed his name. To yeah. go to he didn't. That wasn't the reason. But that, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't Man City first. Oh, and dear. Carlos Tevez is a classic one. Yeah. Because that was like a... That, oh. Carlos Tevez sold that to the, to the football public at large yeah. as a massive wind-up. Yeah. Which I think those are the neutrals among yeah. us could really enjoy that. We certainly totally. Did. Well, that was, that was, you know, the idea was it was a sort of symbolic changing of the guard mm. and the welcome to Manchester billboard as oh. well. Exactly. More of it. More of it. We want more of that. By the way, chaps, it's been confirmed that Leicester City's uh, FA Cup semi-final against Southampton will be played in front of 4,000 fans, but only people from the Wembley area. I do think there was, if you, if you were particularly passionate and wealthy fan of one of those clubs and put yourself put a deposit down on a rental you're talking to yourself (laughs) he's talking to himself (laughs) put put, put the deposit down on a rental in the area it's great it's great to hear it's Uh just great to hear because um, it feels like another step towards us coming out of this Mm. and something we can all be positive about I've been completely desensitised to to fans not being at games now and it's it's just and when you stop to think about it for a moment it's awful Mm. but when you know the few games we saw over the um the international break where fans were in even small small amounts it was so good it was yeah. just such a relief it yeah. was it was uh, Jim Arsenal playing Liverpool yes on Saturday night after you've picked yourself up from um, that uh, that game between Leicester and Manchester City you've got your beautiful boys to look forward to although Saka and Smithrow picked up injuries during the international break so not sure if they're um, going to play uh, but I mean what, what, what do you reckon? Well, I think that is massively not ideal because yeah. they are two of the most sort of reliable, creative players. He wouldn't have picked Smith Rowe against Liverpool, would he? He might have done. Uh, Erdegaard might might have got the nod and almost certainly will get the nod now, but um, he'd have probably had some involvement if not right. not starting. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because obviously Liverpool have been, been in the doldrums a bit of, of late. Um Lost six of the last eight Premier League. Well, games. indeed, that that is very much the doldrums, mm. isn't it? The absolute definition of it. But um, it's mad you just, that that stat. Yeah. The problem is, you you just never really know 
what mood Arsenal are going to be in and what their sort of confidence level is going to be in going into any game. Like all season, all season they've sort of had inconsistent streaks mm-hmm. and you never know when one of those is going to strike and then they pick up a good result and you think, okay, things are starting to, to, to happen out. And it's going to be the same all season just because mm-hmm. it's quite a disjointed squad. And there's, and there's a, you know, it's a bit of a goldfish bowl, Arsenal, isn't it? It's, there's, there's so much, you know, which analysis is, of everything that happens. And which I is, think it adds pressure to, to the squad. Yeah, which is why the Saka and Smith Rowe potentially missing it, it would be a shame because yeah. they've been two real bright sparks mm-hmm. who always look hungry, who always look like they've got an idea or they can produce something or, or at least threaten that. And yeah. So if they were missing, it would be a shame. Um, Paul Merson claimed that Arsenal would be a good choice for Sergio Aguero. I mean, <clears throat> for who? Yeah. For Sergio himself, mm. uh, yeah, this is what I'm, I'm wondering. I, I personally would love that. I'd <laughs> be amazed. Mikel Arteta has ruled it out, though. Yeah, yeah and Mikel Arteta actually does have quite a lot of say in that stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you know, not every club is structured like that. But if, there was a change to his contract a little while ago where mm. he, he became a lot more involved in in, in those sort of decisions. So. You can, I think you can take that at face value. <laughs> to me, and to me, I mean, this might be a bit of an old-fashioned point, and maybe it, those listening wouldn't necessarily agree, but I feel quite strongly that if you are a player of um, that that level of profile at Manchester City, a player who's arguably, I mean, he would certainly be a part of the conversations being their best ever player. They're gonna they're gonna build a statue of the guy. Yeah, shouldn't be going to another English club. I don't think no. he's got a lot of options. Back to Atleti. Well, there's a lot of talk of him. There's a lot of talk of Barcelona because he's free. Yeah. Um, Andy was talking about it, and mm. I think he's big friends with Lionel Messi, who has a big say in things, and who's chosen presidential candidate has just won the election at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So I can't see him because he's been linked with Chelsea this morning. Aguero, he's been seriously mm. linked with Chelsea this morning because I think Giroud's going to move on because he's out of contract. Different type of player, but an experienced striker mm-hmm. who can score goals in the Premier League to to replace him. That would be a shame for me. I thought it was a shame when Lampard went to Man City for a bit after what he done at Chelsea. Mm, yeah. I know he was at West Ham as well, but really he's their record goal scorer. It'd be a shame thing. for Tammy Abraham as well. Well, quite. Imagine mm-hmm. old Tammy sitting there going, right, apparently Giroud's off. Is he? Oh, that's a great shame. But uh, the good <laughs> news the is we're yeah. thinking of uh, bringing Sergio Aguero. Oh, I'm crying yeah. out loud. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to I'll give you a, a quick off-piste opinion here that's going to annoy you particularly, Marcus. Mm-hmm people need to get used to the idea that Tammy Abraham isn't quite good enough at that level. Mm. I, I don't think Why do you think that would annoy me? Because he's big England boy, isn't he? One of Gareth's brave he soldiers, is. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and when, it, when you hurt one, you hurt all, don't you, Jim? <laughs> exactly. It's like the musketeers. Yeah. Nobody yeah. gets left behind. It's like the musketeers, even though one of them isn't a musketeer. Do you think that's what Southgate <laughs> would say to, to UEFA if he turned up with a squad of about 35? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? These Southgate soldiers, no one gets left behind. Yeah. Okay, that's and then they all just think God saves the Queen. <laughs> okay, but you got 15 starting the game. No, no one gets left behind. There was talk, wasn't there? How are you still losing? <laughs> There's going to be two more players in the squad, right? Which solves all of our problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, is that been confirmed? You're getting me sidetracked. Or I heard it mentioned earlier this week. <laughs> I it did hear it mentioned. Right? Yeah, it was mentioned. I thought it might have been an April Fool's. Okay, fair but enough. we'll see. Greasy. <laughs> I, I shouldn't get caught. Cool, cool caught out on April Fool's jokes because obviously I'm too old to get caught out now but I still maintain there has never been a good adult April Fool's joke yeah fair enough it's, it's, it's sense of humour stuff for people who haven't got a sense of humour mm. you did like Beatles about though didn't you loved it <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me chaps um, speaking of Chelsea they face West Brom on uh, on, on Saturday uh, Timo Werner will be hoping to uh, get himself back on the wagon, of course, after losing to North Macedonia with Germany. A North Macedonian newspaper made a fake North Macedonian ID for Timo Werner after his miss against them. Double agent, mate. I mean, that <laughs> is is particularly joyously petty. Yeah. It was bad, though, wasn't it? It was Big John bad. It was... It was tabloids making fake IDs for you bad it's, it's just <laughs> <gonna happen. laughs> 
Um, there's been a lot of talk about Conor Gallagher um, and his chances of, of starting um, at Chelsea when he returns next season and perhaps getting some more minutes. He's impressed at West Brom. Allardyce said he'd be better staying at West Brom for another season because losing most weeks is making him tougher and will stand in his <laughs> good stead. I mean, is at this point, is Big Sam deliberately giving off the impression that he thinks he's better than the job? Because oh, that's what it comes comes across. Well, I would as. argue he's been doing that for weeks and weeks. Well, gentlemen, let me uh, let me perhaps that, back that up uh, from a quote uh, from the big man himself, who talked about his West Brom future. He said, "If I'm to stay at West Brom, I'd want to be getting them back in the Premier League at first time of asking, like I did when I joined West Ham. I wouldn't want to mess about." Yeah, right. But, but you can read so much into that, you can. can't you? Because I, I think he's. I think the the existence of these, this generation of particularly um, English managers who, mm-hmm. who behave in this way and that we don't need to go through the list of them all because we know who they are. It's just, it's so antiquated and kind of anachronistic. It's, it's just a bit embarrassing, really. I mean, he'll, he'll distance himself from the team. He'll continue to do that in the coming weeks. I guarantee you when they get beaten by Chelsea, which they will, he'll come out with some re- ridiculous nonsense that gets him off the hook in some way in his mm-hmm. own mind. And the sad thing about it, actually, without being too serious, is that, Another football channel will fall for it. In after this, another football channel will mm. fall for this. So that's—I yeah. mean—that's him saying, "Well, if I'm to stay, it's kind of like if you want me, you have to really make it worth my while and yeah. put up the cash and blah 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 blah." Which I do get somewhat from Allardyce's point of view, but it is also, as you say, Luke. There's um, there's a touch of what you're. you're, you're if you get to take well. a job, take a job. Mm. Don't don't take all the good parts of the job and completely reject the bad mm. parts. Well, it's you, also own, disres- you own this result. You own these results. And it's mm. also disrespectful for to, for a proud, proud football club. They're a great know? club, yeah. yeah, of course, massive. And and it's, it's hugely. That's the main, most important point, actually, Marcus. That's the mm. main thing. It's really um, disrespectful to a proud club who deserve better. Do the, do football clubs exist to give Sam Allardyce a platform? He certainly seems to think so. <laughs> Well, I've uh, only ever once witnessed <laughs> Sam Adice in the flesh, and the only thing I saw him say was, "Where's me cab?" <laughs> <laughs> oh so, dear! Make of that what you will. Did you hand him a word as original? In me shorts. <laughs> Why is the fact that Sammy Lee used to hand Sam Adice word as originals in the back of a cab? Yeah. Why is the fact that he's wearing shorts at the time making it funnier? Boxer Were they shorts, cargo they shorts? No, they so he could like Car- fill the pockets with the shorts. original. Probably the boxer shorts. Boxer shorts. <laughs> he whipped his trousers down. What? Yeah. <laughs> Marcus, tell us everything again. Yeah. I don't care if the listeners are yeah, tell us everything how, again. How can Marcus? You start to think about it, how can Marcus possibly know this unless he was the driver? <laughs> because he was being interviewed, Samuel Dice, by a journalist <laughs> at the time in the back of the in the back of this this car or cab or whatever it was and Sammy Lee was in the front trousers down so he likes that he likes to ride and <laughs> trousers down but Jim you know you get those men of a certain age you only ever wear shorts yeah I think Sam, Sammy Lee's one of those maybe he didn't have right. any shorts but he's just in his boxers <laughs> I mean yeah none of that makes it make any more unra- sense was, to me was he unwrapping them for him I hope so <laughs> I, reckon, I, reckon, no, I reckon he started the wrapping process for him yeah just to loosen it up a bit there yeah. you are <laughs> Like the idea that Allardyce just opens his mouth and Sammy yeah. Lee knows he's got to chuck one in. He's trained yeah. him that well. Like a lizard catching flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Oh. And this is the thing, so Sammy now you make me think I don't want Big Sam to leave the game because we won't yeah, get any well, good quite, chat. Yeah. Anyway, Sammy anyway. Lee deserves better as well. Yeah, he does. He's, he's a proud old assistant. He is. Every day he's shuffling. <laughs> 
Oh, dearie me. Yes. I mean, but it, Chelsea need to win this because they're, you know, fourth place, 51 points. West Ham and, and Spurs just below. Liverpool, five points. Oh, I spoke about Liverpool earlier. Must win game for Liverpool, you would you would say. Every game's a must win game now. Well, the, the Chelsea thing is important because they go they've got they've got a, a nice I don't want to be disrespectful, but they've got a reasonably plum draw in the Champions League mm. next week as well. So if you start off with a good win at home to West Brom, who are you know have proven themselves this season to be a poor side, mm-hmm. bit of a confidence booster. Um, get them back after an international break, and then they go to play against Porto, don't mm. they? So it is really important. It'd be it fascinating to see Timo Werner in this game because mm. obviously his confidence is going to be pretty low after yeah. the, the, you know, when you have a performance that becomes a meme, essentially, it's it's not ideal, is it? Can't be great for your old headspace. The thing is, like, overall, I don't think his performances have been that bad. No, mm. and I think I think if you if you look at the goals he scored for club and country this season, he certainly got over fifteen goals. I mean, it's not terrible, yeah. and his head never drops as well. That's the mm. really good thing about Werner. Like, he's if he a misses really, a really chance, hard worker, he'll make yeah. sure he gets another one. His head's and, in the freezer, and it yeah. is. And to put it another way, it actually is. And to put it another way, um, Christian Benteke is playing for Belgium mm. and scoring and scoring. Yeah. Well, if you like a bit of that uh, continental chat, everybody, uh, a brand new episode of On the Continent with Dot and Andy and David Cartledge is over at Football Ramble Presents. They discussed uh, what Robert Lewandowski's injury means for Bayern, where Sergio Aguero will go next, and the hidden gems of the under-21 Euros. Go and get it on Football Ramble Presents and hit subscribe. Um, Yeah, and probably I should point out that they actually know what they're talking about with Sergio Aguero, so maybe you want to listen to them and not me. Absolutely. Otra vez, dale, dale, dale. Bien, bien. Yo, divino cielo. Dale, Victor. Juan Victor. Juan Gonzalo. Bien, bien pasado. Good, good. I like this kind of work. Yeah, looks good. I like it. Oh, that was Fizza. I didn't yeah. know what, where it was going, but long, long run up to Fizzer, which is fine by me as long as I get Fizzer at the end. Absolutely. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway, everybody. Oh, by the way, speaking of Fizzer, um, you know, no doubt the lads on on the continent talking about where Sergio Aguero is going to uh, end up. Yeah. I mean, they've got to mention into Miami. You'd hope so, wouldn't Duty you? Bound. You'd Duty so. bound. Who wouldn't want to play for Fizzer? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's have, uh, let's, let's go back and have this email jingle from Anthony O'Connor. I forgot how long it was. There we go. Fantastic work. Um, It's the most sense you get out of Vish. Yeah, another another great uh, jingle and another great name Mm. from an an emailer, from a correspondent. Edvard Aspelund. Mm, I mean, come on. That's great. It's good stuff. You've got a much better chance in life if you called that. I, I think so. He sounds like an early king of England. He does. Yeah. Like Zinedine Zidane was never going to be a bin man, was he? No. Do you know what I mean, nominative yeah. determinism or, yeah. you know, having a name that makes you sound cool is just going to work for you. Mm. But he's been in touch on the subject of the three generations of Good Johnsons playing for Iceland. And he says, when Norway played Gibraltar last week, for about 20 minutes, Erling Brot Howland, Alexander Sorloth, Patrick Berger, and Christian Torsved were all on the pitch at the same time. On the 22nd of May 1994, all their fathers, Alf Inge Haaland, Goran Sorloth, Oyan Berg, and Eric Torsved played at the same time for Norway. 
Norway against England at Wembley for 20 minutes as well. The game against Gibraltar was also Patrick Berg's debut, making him the third generation of Bergs to play for the national team. So, Lovely. Yeah, legacy. I'll tell you what, Eric Tortsvet's son playing, that's only just occurred to me, mm. it is Christian Tortsvet. And obviously, Eric Tortsvet was a massive figure in English football, yeah. wasn't he? At the time, quite literally. Spurs yeah. goalkeeper. He was. Yeah, in Spurs. the 90s. Yeah, and uh, Ali McCoist lobbed him when playing for Scotland when Scotland got a one-all draw to qualify for the 1990 World Cup, I think. I mean, it's incredible. It's amazing trivia. what you can remember yeah. when you don't drink, isn't it? Sometimes he's making them up, though. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't well, know. I shouldn't have been drinking at that age. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes it raises your early <laughs> Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There we are. Well, remember to keep sending your jingles in, uh, everybody. More silly the better. Yeah, I, as Anthony O'Connor displayed there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel the same way about this as I feel by the fourth to score um, pre-recorded mm-hmm. selection, which was going to come later in the show today. The shorter the better. Mm. I think if I think as, as Shakespeare said, brevity is the soul of wit. If you can do it in a small <laughs> amount of time, mm. that would make it easier. And we'll just use the longer ones for when we haven't got much content on those shows. Yeah. <laughs> quoting Shakespeare while we're asking for email jingles well I'm just saying <laughs> um, but there we are show at footballramble.com uh, if you didn't quite get that but thank you very much indeed for everybody who sent them in because I've genuinely quite gobsmacked at how yeah. good some of them are consistency is brilliant very yeah. much so very much consistency is brilliant Jim and that's why we go for a Fort William update lovely <laughs> I haven't heard from them for a while yeah they haven't finished bottom of the Scottish Whoa. Highland League for the first time in four years <laughs> Tell us why, because it's good. The league ended early on a points-per-game basis. Now, champions, Brora Rangers and and uh, Heartbreakers, if you like, yeah. uh, played three games and won all three. Fort William played one game. They lost it 10-0. <laughs> um, but they finished above Tariff United on goal difference after they lost their two games, 5-1 and 13-1. Maybe after the 5-1, they should have gone a 10 <laughs> Should we phone? Should we not bother? Let's try and it's, it's bound to be. I also like the idea that you said the league ended early. Mm. They played one game. That's quite early, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard to think of how it could be earlier than that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Tariff were apparently three 0 down at half time uh, in that uh, disappointing one. Disappointing that. Yeah, it, well, incredible. As we learnt on Patreon when I did my fantasy season ticket with you, Marcus. Mm. I said that I'd like to go up to Dumbarton. It, it looks really picturesque. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but And I will become an honorary Dumbarton fan at you're, some point. You're thinking of the scenery rather than the football. Yeah, quite. But what I want to make it absolutely clear is if Dumbarton t- turned in performances like that, I'll be mm. pissed off. Oh, you Because I've not come from Portsmouth mm. to go up and watch that uh, for nothing. <laughs> you're going to demand more. Yeah. Um, uh, something a little sweeter, though, coming out of Scotland and perhaps uh, Easter. Um, you know, we like to, to gorge ourselves on chocolate. Maybe this is quite timely. Cadbury's have officially launched a chocolate bar commemorating Rangers' title win. They cost seven pounds and ten pence, but they do include a commemorative letter from Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. yeah, make sure you declare it. It's a strange one, that isn't it? <laughs> I mean, how big is the bar? Well, it's uh, you. You think they've got to price it at that much to make up for the Celtic fans, fans that will never buy this chocolate again? Surely, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, exactly. It so seems high such risk a strange move. thing. I'm Especially sure, when... given that Rangers and Celtic have so often had the same sponsors. Yeah. for that exact reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're limited edition. Yeah. There's only 10,000 of them. Right, okay. And it's all going to... Um, Cadbury's are offering all the um, all the money to charity, I think, anyway. But it doesn't didn't say in the um, the press release that was explicitly designed for shows like us to talk about, mm. it didn't actually say how big the chocolate bar was. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, not entirely sure, but it's called the Cadbury Dairy Milk Champions Bar, which, I mean, I have no dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. As you it was well, a you, yard of chocolate. As you well know, Marcus, I think it's... Um, Two bold men fighting over a comb anyway. What, the old firm? Yeah, but <laughs> but um, 
what I would say is, um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah, it's a bit rich, not the chocolate, but generally the idea, <laughs> given that Celtic have won how many titles the year yeah, before that? quite a lot. Oh, now you're doing a chocolate bar, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Brendan, is Celtic going to demand Ro- a chocolate bar next time they win it? Brendan yeah. Rodgers earned the right to have a chocolate bar. He did. Get him a little chockey. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Get Sammy Lee to unwrap it for him. <laughs> <laughs> and launch it at him. Yeah. Gentlemen, Newcastle United are playing Tottenham Hotspur on Sunday. That they are. Uh-huh. Uh, another 5 one Or was it 6-1? I can't remember that time. But anyway, it seems unlikely, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jose Marina revealed last week that he was hunting for the mole in the squad who had been criticising his coaching methods. Interesting that he just used the um, the singular mole, didn't pluralise it. Yeah. yeah. And what, what, I mean, what are you implying? Suggesting that there might be a few of them that are unhappy. Um, I'm looking forward to the Spurs fans among us in our um, in our midst. In our midst, uh-huh. saying after Spurs lose to Newcastle, well, he's definitely gone after this. He can't <laughs> stick around. He'll be gone. This has uh, got to draw written over it. Yeah, over it could be, couldn't yeah. it? Well, I don't know. I, you never know because obviously Newcastle are not in a good position at the moment, as we've we've seen all season. But you know, Spurs won this three-one last season. Mm. But after that, before that, he'd he'd not won at St James's Park. Mm. He, he seemed to have a real problem up there, and yeah. you know, I, I guess the fans not being there might might have a have a say in that. So you talking about Steve Bruce or Jose Mourinho? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Bruce has had his own problems with Matt Snitchy, isn't he? And so he's now yeah, got true. Mm. This, this is the mole off in a way. <laughs> like who's going to be most undermined well, before you, the It's like the Cold War. Are you, <laughs> are you suggesting they should actually fight each other in single combat instead of having the game? I think we'd Just all pop be up, up, up out yeah. of the pitch this at some point like a true mole. Yeah. So Matt Ritchie's head of Newcastle Station. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You, you don't say that. Oh, Delhi Ali's know. head of London Station, presumably. Yeah, who knows? Uh, well, Mourinho, knows? he did... Full of grasses, Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> he did successfully conduct a similar hunt at the start of his Manchester United reign when uh, when lineups were being linked, uh, leaked, rather, and so on. So, I mean, Mourinho... I mean, Steve, Bruce, Steve Bruce has got... A, uh, you think, I mean, this joke has been made before, but Steve Bruce has got... Mm. Um, pedigree in detective novels, right? Yeah, so he, he, could find, he could find them. He could probably help Jose as well if he wanted. Get Colleen on it. Yeah. Get yeah. Colleen Rooney on it. That's who you want. I don't, don't I, mess about. I think you need to get... Uh, I think you could get help from, from Sharon Warnock. Okay. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, she is who you think she is. Yeah. Um, it's because Neil Warnock leapt to Jose Mourinho's defence uh, recently and he explained that he admires Jose Mourinho, as does his wife, Sharon. Warnock revealed that Mourinho sent his wife a letter with a picture of him and Neil together. Yeah, nice. And on, and, Straight pampas grass in the window so far, but carry <laughs> on. In the front garden. Yeah, sorry, yeah, the front You're garden. You've got to swing, do it right. Okay, sorry. Swing mm. when you're winning. Playing card in the window, whatever it is. <laughs> That's the most sorry you've ever sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so Warnock said, um, on the letter it said, Dear Sharon, please find in close two photographs of your two favourite handsome men. It was me and Josie. I thought she might have just crossed me out with a pen because he's a good-looking lad, isn't he? I've got a lot of time for him. He always texts me two or three times a year, and I do the same. You just admire people like that. Two or three times a year isn't that often. I know, but this is just peak Mourinho, isn't it? Like this is how far he goes. Like he might need a favour off the Warnock at some point, so he keeps him sweet it's in a strange. genuinely charming way by appealing to the na- mm. the family man nature of the Warnock. Not going to work though, is it? Because Neil Warnock, as far as I can see, treats everybody exactly the same, mm. unless it's. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo and he doesn't offer a handshake Yeah, yeah. when I don't, I don't it gets know. extreme right? I just, he seems charmed here well, he seems I, charmed no, but I think though that Warnock, like if Warnock met the Queen he'd be like oh she's a lovely girl is Ali a very sparkly crown not my cup of tea but it looked yeah. good on her you know, <laughs> that, that's the kind of thing I but would... in his head 
you know, his wife likes Mourinho, so he's pro Mourinho. So mm. if if the need for a favour arises, it's mm-hmm. it's it's there. He's playing four D chess. We know it, and we've said this before <laughs> as well. But Warnock talks about his wife all the time. But I can't, like, I just can't, I can't picture his wife being. Like, you know how Minnie Mouse is just Mickey Mouse <laughs> yeah. with a bow in her hair. That's how I picture Neil Warnock's wife. I can't help it. I'm sure she's a fully. You know, just a just, normal human don't woman, worry, Jim, you completely don't have to... separate. Yeah. But that's that's where my head goes. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, talk about the big anniversary <laughs> yes. this weekend. It's the 16th anniversary of uh, Lee Bowyer's clash with Kieran Dyer. Is mm. it a clash? Yeah. Clash yeah. makes it sound more impressive than it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should they should do it again, like one of those yeah. legacy boxing matches. Oh, brilliant! Was, that wasn't the only thing that happened that day, though, was it? Well, you surprised me with this, Jim. I can't remember if it was on on the Ramble or one of our Patreon episodes, but you said it was the same game that, that when Stephen Taylor hand, handled the ball and then pretended he got. Shot Shot by a gun it was. in his stomach. And I was like, no, it can't have been. You've, you've taken a few things. It was the same game. Same game. So I haven't got a lot of time for the against modern football lot. But if this is the kind of thing that's happening in mm. one game, mm. yeah. I might be persuaded because the great thing about the Boyadaya fight, and we've talked about it many a time on this show, we make no apology for it. The best thing for me about it was that it just started while the game was going on. Yeah. So, like, the ball is being played around them at one point, right? It's <laughs> yeah. not there's been a throw-in or a corner and mm. having a little set two. They yeah. start fighting yeah. in the middle of the game. Yeah. The referee has to stop the game. Yeah, because Batty and Lasso, I think the game would... Is it it Black- but that was Blackburn in the Champions League, wasn't it? I think yeah. the game had stopped it. The ball had gone mm. out of play, I yeah. think. Yeah. But the the rage, and, and as you said, Luke, I've, I've, I've quoted you on this before, Lee Bowie's face at one point in that looks like a clenched fist. Yeah. Also, he's unbelievable. Oh, he's more angry than any human being. Yes, I completely agree. You, you look back on that and you think, "Oh God, they were they were going to get a rocket after the game for that." Who were they playing for? It was Graham Sooners, <laughs> like the last <laughs> one of the last people on earth that you would want to have to explain yourself to after that. Do you remember the press conference? Yeah, yeah he made out. them apologise. He did. He sat them down. What did they actually say? He, he sat, they them sat down. on naughty steps. Yeah, very they? much so. Yeah, and he and he sort of spoke, and then he went, "Right, I believe you two have got something to say." <laughs> and then they and then they did their little apologies. Do, do you um do you remember the bit where Bowyer gets a red card and has to walk off and his shirt's all ripped? Yeah. Alan Shearer, who I presume was captain at the time, like whispers something in his ear. I'd love, I'd to, love to know yeah. what he said. Because what would you say? Mm. You know, what could you actually say? Amazing. So maybe if we see a bit of that, if mm. they can wheel out as a as a um as a undercard bout, mm-hmm. Dia v Bowyer, uh, Dia v round two before the game, I'll yeah. be all about that as well. Well, mate, speaking of whispers, have you heard the wicked whispers uh, that Bayern Munich are preparing a 200 grand a week contract to lure Son Hyun Min back to Germany? Do you ever wonder where he gets this stuff? Where'd you just got his ear to the ground? Yeah. A, a national newspaper. Ah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if 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 Son left Spurs, then you think Kane would be like sod this. He's not going to feature this weekend because he's injured, right? Mm-hmm. He won't be playing, so I guess I guess that's going to prove a, a slight problem as well. well but the good news for Spurs fans: Arsene Wenger has advised Harry Kane to remain at Spurs. Yes, it's a mind game, surely. <laughs> but on the other hand, it is Arsene Wenger. Reverse psychology. Actually, well, yeah, yeah. They always back about Wenger, it. Yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think Harry Kane though he could take a leaf out of Erling Haaland's book, who seems to be sort of like. Doing just going round every On big tour. club, going. Yeah. Well, what, what can you offer me? But why would you not do that? Well, I know, yeah. I love it. It's brilliant because yeah. he's in know, Spain at the moment. Yeah. He's gone to see Barca. I just thought he was like he's gone to see Barcelona. Would you think? Well, look, okay, I understand that they're maybe gonna. And then it's like according to reports, it's like right. Well, cheers, all. Uh, anyway, we've got to get off because we're going to see Madrid tomorrow. Yeah, 
He's basically setting out his list of demands for each club, isn't it? The the one that can meet them the closest is he's probably going to go. Do you think Dortmund are like, hang on? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you'd hope so. You've missed training five days. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for Betway's four to score. Um, Each week we play, entry is absolutely free. You just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. But do make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. And further T's and C's apply. Um, what have we got? Four games, four picks as usual. Marcus, you're up first with um, Southampton versus Burnley on Sunday lunchtime. What are you going for? He's got his eye in, playing for Scotland, Che Adams. Very nice. Very nice. I think that's not a bad shout. Mm. Um, Ings returning from injury, but I think Che Adams will play. Game two is the aforementioned Newcastle v Spurs, Jim, also on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going for Harry Kane because he's in form and Newcastle are not very good. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely <laughs> fair. Although Newcastle have got a couple of players coming back. Um, Ooh, it, it, have they? It won't make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> Callum Wilson and Alan St. Maximin might be available. Okay. Might be. Mm. Again, it won't make any difference. Game three is Aston Villa v Fulham, Sunday tea time. Can't be our pal Marcus because he's already done game one. So we asked Andy to pick this one. Morning all, Andy here with uh, the four to score prediction. I've got Aston Villa against Fulham. And I think after the cruel snub that was delivered to him uh, by Marcus and others in terms of picking the England squad um, in our Ramble live stream uh, for England-Poland game on Wednesday night, it's got to be Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins is going to get himself on that plane. The campaign starts here. He's going to score... But Aston Villa first against Fulham. Won't need a plane, will they? Because it'd be in England. Yeah, all the group games are at Wembley. Yeah. Um, Anything to say on that? That dig from Andy? Used it as a vehicle for a dig, hasn't he? Yeah, up yours, Mm. Brassel. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Game number four is Manchester United v Brighton. Mm -hmm. Sunday night to round off the weekend. Although it's not really round off the weekend because we've got Bank Holiday Monday, which is always always pleasing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to annoy you and probably several people listening because it's game four. And if it comes down to it, we're in for it. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a high-stakes play by me. I've gone for Danny Welbeck. Interesting. Against his old club at Old Trafford. And Wouldn't be the first time. And he scored recently for Brighton, and Man United are a better away, away team. Mm-hmm. So that's my thinking. And I don't know if you guys remember, but about in about 2008, I picked John Stones, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like to talk about it. So game one, Shea Adams. Game two, Harry Kane. Game three, Ollie Watkins. Game four, Danny Welbeck. If those players all score first, we will win the uh, Betway's 4 to score jackpot which we'll obviously give to charity but you have a chance to win as well but make sure your selections are submitted before the first game you must be over the age of 18 and do gamble responsibly for the further T's and C's that do apply and for more information head to begambleaware.org alright now it is time for this it's one of those games it's quite difficult to explain but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it Yes, for many people, it's the cue to turn the ramble off uh, and wrap up for the week. But for many others, it's the highlight of their week. Um, It's Luke's game. Uh, It's Marcus v. Jim. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. Two old stages. The friendly derby. Both (laughs) A South Coast derby. A home home counties derby. Um, Jim, you are up first, the algorithm tells me. Okay. Marcus, if you want to make any representations about that, are you going to accept it? No, accept it. Referee's decision is always final. Exactly right. Until we can get VAR in here. Good for you. Until we get automated VAR. (laughs) I don't even need to be here. (laughs) Um, We could just do an iPad. I won't even need to be here at all. Um, Everyone knows how to play by now. If you don't, you'll pick it up super quick. Um, Five players. Um, First one up, Jim, for you to bid on first. Nine clubs in total. 
retired in 2014. It's David James. Jamo. Jamo, okay. Respectfully ask you to close your laptop, Jim, if you don't yep. mind. Thank you very much. Uh, can you hear the thunk there? That yeah. is very much closed. All yeah. right, so David James. You've not got a pen and paper or anything, though? No, no. Um, Freestyling it, mate. I am, mm. which is probably why I always lose. <laughs> what do you think? You've got nine oh, clubs to pick from. I'm surely. Three for certain, but... Speller looks absolutely... Um... He's one of those players you think, oh, I remember so much of his career, and then you go, nine? Yeah, his career yeah. was really long. His career started yeah. in 1988 and finished in 2014. I mean, that's magnificent. Yeah. I know you say, oh, he's a goalkeeper. No, that is, that is something it's else. It's a 26-year career. Yeah. I'm going to go for four. Okay. Marcus, there's nine in total to choose from. Any advances on four? I'll go five. Jim, do you have six? I do not. Okay, so Marcus, you want to name five clubs that David James has played for? in his storied and lengthy career, one at a time, please. Okay, so let's get the ones I'm certain of. Liverpool. That's correct. Aston Villa. Went there from Liverpool, that's correct. West Ham. Yeah, played there for a while. That's three. Watford. Started his career there, that's four. Well done. Now I could be going mad here. Portsmouth. Absolutely right. There we go. If you didn't get <clears> that, <throat> you'd have been deducted the point. Yeah. <laughs> because... uh, I'd forgotten that one. Because... Was he at Man City as well? He was a man. Oh, City. cool. Yeah. Played up front for them. Listed the oh, F- of course. Blimey, yeah. Listed the FA Cup with Portsmouth. Yeah. Of course, well. So yeah, Watford, yeah. Liverpool, Aston Villa, West Ham, Manchester City, Portsmouth, Bristol City. Yeah, which, surprisingly, he was there. He played 81 league games. Yeah, yeah, but he, at that time, you see, he started his career in 88. Mm. Before the Premier League and all that. Not that Bristol yeah. City were involved. But it's, it's No, he played fun. for them in 2010 to 2012. Oh, I'm talking bollocks. Yeah. AFC Bournemouth. Oh, after he? Bristol City and then he went to a um, Icelandic an club. Icelandic club would they be professional no they're semi-pro okay. so they don't count And then that's Ka- why I didn't say them yeah right um, Vestmanajur they're called yeah. and then Kerala Blasters is where he ended his career because oh, he was playing manager there wasn't he should have remembered that one Man City's the one that's fallen through the cracks there hmm. blimey yeah, alright okay. I agree okay. um, so next up Marcus you're up first mm-hmm. this is one of my favourite players of all time um Ooh. This is a bit of a, uh, perhaps a bit of a doozy, but you never know. It's very difficult to tell. Um, he's played for seven clubs in total. The original Ronaldo. Oh. Ronaldo. Seven clubs in total. Mm. Marcus, you're up first. It'd be a big advantage for you to go two up here if you can. What do you think? How many of the seven can you name? I think I can do all seven. <clears throat> You're going to go for seven? Wow. I'm going to go all seven. Jim, you've got no room to manoeuvre. You've just got yeah, to sit no, back and wait. No, indeed. One at a time, please, Marcus. Seven clubs that Ronaldo's played for. Cruzeiro. Started his career there, correct. PSV Eindhoven. If you do them in order, you get a lot of plaudits from the listeners. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Barcelona. Yeah, that's third. Real Madrid next? It's correct, but it's not next. Ah, oh, okay. AC Milan. Yeah. Two um, more to go. Uh, Corinthians yeah one more to go and I'm missing an obvious one I don't believe it oh what a twist what a twist oh I'm missing an obvious one my mind's gone oh Inter yeah well done ah, there yeah. you go <laughs> yeah, yeah I knew I did. that to me felt like show button for the sake of show button it did yeah no, that I was didn't. like the little X factor pause we, before they ran out who's won yeah. but it's, it's because when you said do him an order I thought I think yeah. I can do him an order yeah. and then I was like yeah, I know he didn't go Barcelona Real Madrid. Inter but... went between Barcelona and Real Madrid. But I thought, yeah, I, can't, I can't mess around. I've got to get them done. Exactly. true. Yeah. Got to get the job done. So Bloody Jim, hell. You're 2-0 <laughs> down, but you're up yeah. first this time. So right. a slight reprieve, perhaps. Can I just say, by the way, he did quite well at Corinthians. 
when he went back there. Like you, you can watch compilations of his goals on YouTube for Corinthians. He was still brilliant. I'm led mm. to believe he scored 18 league goals in 31 games. There you yeah. go. He bad. was quite a good player, actually. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think people thought when he went back to Brazil, it was kind of, yeah. oh, it was like a tribute tour or something. Mm. I mean, no, it wasn't. But he was Marcus, Jim makes a point, which I think I would like to endorse, which is he is definitely the greatest striker I've ever seen. So perhaps not that surprising. Well, no, but Ronaldinho, you know, his re- return, he had True. good and yeah. bad bits in, in Brazil. True. There were good bits, though. Carry on, sorry. Third player. Seven clubs in total, Jim. You're up first. Mm-hmm. Um, Samir Nasri. Samir Nasri. Okay. Seven clubs in total. Jim seems to have reacted to that news positively. Yeah, he seems he seems a bit of a something in the old tale. Shaking the tail, the tail's wagging. What do you think, Jim Campbell? How many of the seven? I reckon I can go five on that. Is that your bid? Five? Yeah. Five? Marcus, do you have six? It's quite impressive, actually, five. Um Uh, do you five? All right, Jim, one at a time, oh. please. Chance to step up to the plate. I think I've got five as well, but I'm a bit hazy. So... Five right. clubs for Sami Nasri, please, Jim. One at Marseille. Time. That's where he started his career. Arsenal, of course. Yep, two. Man City. That's three. West Ham. That's four. Yeah, I've got one. And these. Sevilla. Very good. That's uh, five. So I had. Did he? He didn't play for Valencia, did he? No. No. See, I wasn't sure Valencia Sevilla. So if, if this game was about clubs that players hadn't played, yeah, for, I'd have been, been all right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Antalya Sport and Anderlecht were the remaining right. two. I knew um, he'd gone to Turkey, but I wasn't sure where. No, well played there. I, it was the Spanish. I thought it's Sevilla or Valencia, and I thought well, two I, one. I, God, I don't have six. You play well. Two one. Those listening, playing along at home, um, it's two one in this studio. Let us know how you're getting on uh, when you play. Paul Konchesky's our next player, Marcus. Nine clubs in total. Paul Konchesky. Nine in total, eh? Hmm. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> nine clubs in total. His career started in 1997 uh, and his professional career ended in 2017. A very good. I mean, it's a 20-year career. It's amazing. Yeah. Very, very good. I'll go four. Four? Jim, do I have five from you? Does yeah. You, I reckon I can go five. Did you give me five? Francesca, yeah. If you go six, you win, Marcus, if you mm. get them. Do you want six or do you want Jim to name his five? I'll have Jim's five. Okay, Jim, if you get this right, you get all five. We go to a decider. This is massive. Mm. Very, very rarely does someone go two and up and not win. It could be about to happen. Five clubs that Paul Konjeski's played for one at a time, please, Jim, of the nine that he played for in total. For Charlton? That's where he started his career. West Ham? Correct. Now, I may have, I may be misremembering this, but he was at Liverpool. Correct. Under Roy Hodgson. Also at Portsmouth. Portsmouth, you say? Mm. That's an interesting guess. <laughs> Paul Konchesky at Portsmouth. And we've worked together for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus ah. Fulham. Incorrect. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham was on there. Derby Brentwood County. as well. Brentwood Town, is it? Or Brentwood FC? No. Wait, don't talk over my uh, victory lap here. <laughs> Stop mentioning clubs. I'll tell you. Right? <laughs> Charlton Athletic, correct. He was on loan at Spurs. Oh, forget that. Uh, West Ham, Fulham, Liverpool, Nottingham Forest on loan. A long time at Leicester City, which seems to be a ah, forgotten. Yeah. Um, QPR, Gillingham was his final professional club. The club you're thinking of, which is an amateur club, wouldn't catch Billericay Town. Ah, yes. And he also spent a bit of time at East Thurrock. Okay, That's 3-1 to Marcus. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim, you went first um, on this. So you would go first on the final player to make it 3-2 or 4-1 to Marcus. Excuse me. Five clubs in total. The aforementioned Kieran Dyer. Kieran Dyer. Five clubs. Kieran Dyer. Okay. What do you think? 
I mean, bear in mind, Marcus will be looking to hit home that advantage. He will, and he will, he will punish you as well. Yeah. He wants this. He wants to score, doesn't he? He's not going to stop I mean, trying. You've already had one for free, really. Yeah. <laughs> not that anyone didn't know that. Mm. How many do you reckon? A five. Was you can, it? Yeah. Can you do all five? I thought you were about no, to no, no. I there. think I can only do three. Marcus, can you do four? Well, is, is that he's saying? He's think. You, yeah, three. Three will be my bid. Well, I go four then. Okay, because I'm quite confident. So with you three. won't do five, no? Nah. Okay, so Marcus, you go for your. I got the luxury of field and a few. Exactly. You know, reserve, have, a, yeah. have fun with it. Do a funny voice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ipswich Town. That's correct. Newcastle United. Correct. West Ham United. Correct. Is that the three you had? No. Oh, I'm struggling. There's with... Two more to go. Yeah, I, I've said four. Yeah. You said two more to go. Yeah, there's two more clubs he's played for. Yeah. You've got one more to name. Sorry, I should have been clearer. Uh, You've done the three obvious ones, basically. I have done the three obvious yeah. ones. And now I'm struggling. And I will say... Hmm. Nottingham Forest. Trade not. That's a point to yeah, Jim I was Campbell. Very, I was very unconfident there. The other two clubs are QPR. Uh, the one I, I think have. he might have been part of that red nap yeah, loving. Yeah. yeah. You can all, uh, they're always a good punt. Yeah. QPR Derby even for like Ronaldo mm. the, red, like, the, red nap, the red nap era of QPR where everyone won yep. except the community yeah. <laughs> um, and the final club was Middlesbrough Aye. Oh, that was the red kit I, saw, I thought there was a red kit but I could see him in to put it in perspective across QPR and Middlesbrough in total he only played 14 yeah was, but I, I could see him in this red kit and I was thinking eh, well I'll have a go 3-2 mm. scoreline doesn't really tell the full story it's going to be remembered for that Ronaldo Compostela-esque answer isn't yeah, it, it? Oh, it is, yeah. that. that was the highlight you yeah. want something to think of, to remember you've given us that Marcus Andy Brussels running scared it's as simple as that <laughs> but you are positioning yourself as the number one seed to challenge him mm-hmm. and his title there we are yeah. well I look forward to that the next yeah. time it happens uh, thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure it's, oh sorry before you oh, do that on, yeah. I've just got to say because um, I'll get complaints otherwise fire in the belly head in the freezer yeah <laughs> I forgot to say that earlier <laughs> that's all you right. had fire in your belly Marcus uh-huh. and your head in the freezer Jim you probably have one or none of those things but yeah. you definitely have both because if you did have both you would have won uh-huh. please carry on Marcus there we are uh, thank you for listening to the Football Ramble Preview show sponsored by Betway it's been an absolute pleasure having you here um, we'll be back on Monday of course to talk about the weekend's action thank you very much Luke Moore thank you thank you Jim Campbell yeah, as Shakespeare said exit pursued by a bear <laughs> <laughs> see ya Give us a word of the <laughs> This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Oh. Right, here we go. 10,000 reasons for my heart to find, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. It's Rogers versus Guardiola, Gren, and mean you fucking bollocks. <laughs> it was the Rogers v Guardiola that got yeah. you. Yeah. You tripped there. And, and tried to fell over on the back. other one. Yeah, yeah no. tried to get his feet back. But he he's Can like, we start we... again, Finn? Or, or is it...